Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. What's going on? I feel like a million dollars. Let me check out that ring. What's up, TMZ? How'd you find me, bro? I got my disguise on. What's up, man? TMZ Sports. Welcome to TMZ Sports. I'm Mike Babcock. Uh, the Miami Heat played uh, an NBA Finals game in uh, Miami last night, but it might not actually be the biggest sports news in the city because Lionel Messi, uh, arguably the greatest soccer player uh, to ever step foot on a pitch, is headed to Miami. And uh, it's a gigantic day for the MLS, for American soccer as a whole. And when you think of American soccer, I, nobody else I'd rather talk to uh, than this man right here, soccer legend Alexi Lawless. Alexi, how are you? And uh, what's this all mean? This feels like a gigantic deal. Messi headed to the U.S. Man, I mean, Mike, we live in interesting times. And, uh, you know, the fact that Messi is taking his talents to South Beach, uh, that's huge. Um, It is huge, as you mentioned, for Inter-Miami, the MLS team there, for MLS in terms of its continued expansion and growth. And then, you know, from a soccer perspective and I guess a cultural perspective, this is arguably the greatest player of all time. This is also a player who's only six months removed from winning the World Cup with Argentina, uh, coming from PSG. A player who had, if rumors are to to be believed, an offer for three years and $1.5 billion from Saudi Arabia who opted to come to the United States for him and his family. So this is all good stuff. I don't think it's possible for a human to paint this as a negative. I no. suppose an American human or someone that that uh, that loves MLS like I do. This is all good stuff. There will be challenges on and off the field. But the fact is, we want Messi is coming to the United States. He is coming to Major League Soccer. This is where he picked for him and his family. And, uh, you know, let the fireworks begin. Yeah, I have so many questions because uh, I'm curious about what this means for Messi too, Alexi. But uh, from the standpoint of the MLS, we've seen superstars before come over, obviously. And, and now the guy who I guess is his boss, David Beckham, uh, Zlatan Ibrahimovic, uh, Wayne Rooney as well. Um, is this just uh, another one of uh, these international players coming over? Is this different? I mean, it, it, to me, it feels different. Those guys, great, messy, different level, though, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, he's, like I said, arguably the greatest player of all time. We do have a comp back in the 70s when Pele came to the NASL. Yeah. Um, but, you know, what's really interesting to me, you mentioned another comp in in, uh, in Beckham or Zlatan. You know, Messi's stardom and his legend are specifically, and let's be honest, only relative to what he has done on the field. You know, Beckham had all the off-field part and the celebrity wife and all that kind of stuff. Messi has always let his his play do his talking. You know, he is not uh, a big, bold, arrogant type of personality like Zlatan. Um, he doesn't, he's not out and about in a social manner in the way that others are. So this is a very, this is a different signing. And ultimately, this is just about getting more people. This is a battle for hearts and minds. And Messi brings more people into the soccer tent. They're not all going to stay, but many of them will. And that's that's ultimately where where I find this wonderful is that, you know, I love this game. 
and we have soccer people in the United States and America is a soccer country, but I want more people to come in. And that's what this does. Why is he doing this? Uh, Obviously being famous in America, money to be made. What's his motivation? If you could get in his head, Alexi. Well, there, there is a real kind of romantic uh, part of this story, because as we mentioned, you know, billions of dollars on uh, on offer from uh, Saudi Arabia and he picked uh, the U.S. and they have had to be very creative in cobbling together this really unique deal for him with Adidas and with Apple and obviously uh, with Inter Miami and everybody and all the owners too because everybody's going to uh, everyone's everyone's going to benefit but right. you know I don't know ultimately how this looks from a a messy perspective and you know he's his he has you know he has uh, property in Miami and all that so he has a relationship with the United States. But as I said, I, I think there's a romance that he wants to go someplace and do something a little bit different. And I will say this, in this evergreen argument over the years that has existed between Messi and Ronaldo, I actually had it switched. I thought Ronaldo hmm. would take this type of path, given, you know, much more, more like his the, personality. Yeah, right? Exactly. He's much more, you know, outgoing and, and much more about his brand and all right. that. And I, I thought Messi would just kind of, you know, go, go kind of off and make the money in Saudi Arabia. So credit to credit to Messi, because this puts on his plate opportunities, but it also puts on challenges that he may never have seen. And Inter Miami is going to have to deal with the same thing that we dealt with back in the day when we brought Beckham to the galaxy and whether it's media and security and travel, and then, you know, just the actual playing on the field and surrounding him with better players. Cause this team is not very good right now. You talked about all of those, the, 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 maybe the, like the, the things you don't think about, the security, all of that stuff that goes into this, that the average fan is not even going to enter their minds. What's the advice as, as a guy who did oversee Beckham coming in? What, yep. what, do you, what do you tell the president of the club or, you know, the, the owner of the, the, the club? What, what do you say to those guys? What's the advice? Well, you know, I already texted uh, some of the guys that I know over there and I said, listen, enjoy the ride. But they are in for a ride and they, they're coming at it at a different time. And I think MLS and even though Inter Miami is still a, a, a relatively young team, I think they're much more more prepared and there's much more history but what this is what i will say and it's the most difficult thing to do because you have this machine that is messy and in many ways it is a brand that is many times bigger than the actual team to the extent that you can you have to guard against making messi bigger than inter miami because messi will come and go he might have incredible impact but the decisions that you make uh, from a long-term perspective, are very, very important. And I know it's difficult. It's very difficult, but you're going to have to pick and choose when to fight uh, and when to fight for the team being the most important thing going forward. And that's not always going to be easy, but if you do it, I think in the long term, you will be benef- it, you, it, will, it will be more be- beneficial and you will maximize what Messi can bring. But if he becomes more important and bigger than the actual team, which which is certainly possible, uh, that could be problematic on and off the field. You know, Alexi, there are people in here who did not even know that the MLS season yesterday was yep. was going on, and yep. everybody does today. And uh, that's the power, my friend. That's the power. Yeah. Thank you so much for your time, as always, Alexi. That was great. We really You're appreciate it. Mojo, game three of the NBA <laughs> game three of the NBA finals. Wednesday night in Miami, and uh, yeah, I guess all's right in the world again. The Nuggets uh, easily handled the Miami Heat, end up beating them 
109.94, but that's not what we're going to talk about. Though, let me just say, Jokic just continues to play at a level like we have never seen in the past. 32 points, 21 rebounds, and 10 assists. The guy is incredible, Mojo. Uh, watching this historic performance were uh, a whole bunch of celebrities including Shakira. But you know who wasn't there with Shakira? Lewis Hamilton, the seven-time Formula One champion mojo, who we have seen with Shakira on numerous occasions over the last couple of uh, weeks. Of course, we saw them together at the Miami Grand Prix a couple weeks ago, and then we saw them at the Spanish Grand Prix together. They've been on boats together, and they have certainly been spending a good amount of time together. But last night, mojo, Shakira was there courtside, was not there with Lewis Hamilton, though she was sitting a few seats away from none other than Floyd Mayweather. Uh, I don't think this means nothing's going on between them, but uh, yeah, I guess they are they are not inseparable. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to get to that in just a second here, Babcock, but I'm going to start this one out by saying you are right, sir. All is right in the world with the Nuggets going back up on top two to one. You gave me tremendous amounts of grief for predicting a sweep <laughs> Only to have that explode in my face at just game two. But doesn't mean they're not going to win this whole thing. So we're back on track, yes. kind of. Yes, they are going to win. They are going to win the series. That I will tell you. There you go. We agree on that, at least. <laughs> Here we are. I think we can agree on this one, too. That just because Lewis Hamilton was not at this game with Shakira doesn't mean that something isn't going on here, Babcock. I mean, both of these people are just amazingly busy individuals. Who knows what kind of bookings and work things he had going on that prevented him from making the game. But maybe, just maybe, Babcock, this is just a situation of trying to throw off the scent here. They know that we're on to them, and maybe they're just trying to throw off the scent. But, yeah, they don't got to go everywhere with each other at all times for, for something to be happening. Uh, a little break, a little distance, a little solo time is always good for a relationship. Absolutely. There were a bunch of other celebrities who were there, too. Neymar, international soccer star. Again, we said Floyd Mayweather was there. J. Cole and a bunch of other celebrities. I mean, this is the NBA Finals. This is big stuff. Uh, we're talking about really coveted tickets here. And uh, what a seat Shakira had. We'll see. There is a, a game four, obviously, is going down in Miami. Let's see if uh, Lewis Hamilton makes a cameo. Coming up next is TMZ we're remembering the WWE legend, the Hall of Famer, the Iron Sheik, and one of his absolute closest friends. These guys go back to the 1970s. Sergeant Slaughter, WWE Hall of Famer himself, going to join us. Going to talk about his close friend. And uh, things get emotional. That's next on TNC Sports. If you're shopping while working, eating, or even listening to this podcast, then you know and love the thrill of the hunt. But are you getting the thrill of the best deals? Rakuten shoppers do. They get the brands they love with the most savings and cash back. And you can get it too. Start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Macy's, Adidas, and Walmart, and even stack sales on top of cash back. It's easy to use, and you get your cash back through PayPal or check. The idea is simple. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers, and Rakuten shares the money with you as cash back. So download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal. 
Or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's Rakuten. R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Welcome back to TMZ Sports. I'm Mike Babcock here. The wrestling world lost an absolute legend on Wednesday. And one of the guys who knew the Iron Sheik best, not just one of his biggest rivals, but also somebody who teamed up with the legendary wrestler uh, later on in their careers. The uh, great, the Hall of Famer himself, uh, Sergeant Slaughter, joins us. Sarge, how are you? Thank you for for being here on what uh, I know must be a very sad day for you. Yes, great to be here. Thank you uh, for allowing me to be on. Uh, it was a sad uh, morning when I found out the news about uh, Cosro, and you know, we spent many, many, many years uh, together outside the ring and inside the ring. So it's been a sad day, yes. People don't know. I mean, you uh, were the one in 2005 who actually inducted Sheik into the WWE Hall of Fame. So you guys had a, a close relationship. It wasn't just in the ring, right? Like you just said, you guys were also pretty close friends outside of the ring. Right. Yeah, I, re- I met Cosro when he was going through the training camp in Minnesota with Vern Gagne along with uh, Ric Flair and Ken Patera, Jim Brunzel, uh, Greg Gagne, uh, uh, just a few of the name. And uh, after he got done out of the training camp, uh, I had a roofing company with my father. And uh, I started training at the same gym. So he came up to me and started talking because we had an amateur background of wrestling. And uh, he would uh, toss me around. He was at that time about 185, 190 pounds, not an ounce of uh, fat on him. He was just a a big man. So we got to know each other kind of outside the ring, and we both were living in Minnesota. And my father and I had a roofing company, and Cosro was wondering if uh, he could get a job with us somehow to make some money. And so I asked my dad, and uh, we put him to work as our kettleman on our roofing company up there in uh, Eden Prairie, Minnesota. And uh, and and now all these decades later, both Hall of Famers, uh, pretty incredible. What's um, what's his legacy? I know you'll hear a lot of people say, uh, you know, one of the greatest heels that professional wrestling period has ever seen. Was it ever hard for Sheik to to be this heel? Uh, you know, like you said, the the fans they get so invested in the storylines that. Uh, you know, a lot of vitriol sort of directed his way, at least in the early days. Was that ever difficult on him? Never, never difficult. It it fueled the fire. It just fueled the fire. And uh, one of the things I used to always say in my promos is, Iron Sheik, you spit on the ground of the United States of America every time you speak. You know whose mother's buried in that ground? My mother. And boy, it just got the people so irate. <laughs> and and he, he loved every second of it. He he did cold showers. Uh, I mean, cold, blistering cold showers. That's how intense he was. And and he, you know, a family man. It completely, you know, we were characters. He was a character. I was a character. He was very important to Hulk Hogan, I can tell you that. Uh, he did Hulk a, a huge favor. And I'm sure there's lots of stories that uh, people know about how uh, Vern Gagne wanted uh, him to uh, break Hulk's leg and bring the title back to the AWA. And 
uh, she came to my my room in Pittsburgh, my hotel room, and told me the story. And he said, I don't know what to do. The coach wants me to come back to Minnesota. Give me $100,000. I said, Sheik, you're going to make more money than you can ever believe. Just go tell your story that you just told me to Vince McMahon Sr. and tell him what you just told me and let him uh, handle it. So he did. And, of course, uh, the Sheik did uh, Hulk a huge favor and uh allowed him to, to take the title because the, the Sheik uh, didn't have to. Uh, he, he was a shooter in our business, and uh, uh, there's not many of them around. And uh, he, he's, uh, he was one of those uh, gentlemen that uh, passed on the torch, and uh, he just loved wrestling. And uh, whether people uh, know this or not, he loved you. He loved his fans. He just loved to perform, and he loved children. He he loved the young children. But while he once he went to that locker room and he, toward the uh, the ring, he was all business. He was the Iron Sheik, as as I was, and as most most are. But he was exceptionally uh, that way because he just loved the business that he, he was in. Sergeant Slaughter, thank you so much for uh, for sharing your thoughts. There will uh, obviously never be another Iron Sheik. Uh, no, never, never. And, and God bless him. He's finally uh, going to uh, see his daughter. That he lost. Absolutely. Uh, thank you so much, yeah. uh, Sergeant Slaughter. We appreciate Love it. Love you, Sheik. Love you forever. Tournament silence. Anticipation to see what... Oh, goodness! <laughs> that ball had a family! <laughs> In game two, his first home run! Yo, Mojo, that was an absolutely mammoth of a home run by a guy named Ellie De La Cruz. He is the Reds' top prospect. He's one of the top prospects in all of baseball. He is a monster of a man. He's like six foot five inches tall. And that was what will be the first of many home runs in this guy's career. But again, that was the absolute first. It was a no doubter. He knew it. It was a bomb. It went about 450 feet and gosh, this kid has power. Now, Mojo, when you hit your first home run, you want to get the ball back, right? But when it's a home run, uh, a fan has it. So this ball was actually caught by a fan named Alex French. You're looking at uh, the guys right there. They were at the game together, him and a couple buddies. Um, what happened to the ball, and did Alex French end up giving it to Ellie? And if so, what did he get back? We were up at the top, and I didn't think it was going to come because we were at the very top. And then when I saw it like coming, I was like, oh, oh crap, it's coming. And then that's when I put my hands out, and it hit my hand. And at first I thought I caught it, and then I saw it bounce away, so I started going, trying to go catch it, so yeah. What does an Ellie De La Cruz home run feel like on your bare hand? That's crazy. It hurt. It hurt a lot. Right here. And a little bruise. There's a bruise, I think. So, Mojo, there, uh, there was the kid. Now, what he ultimately got here was a meet and greet uh, for him and his friends with Ellie. Also got a signed baseball and some photos. How cool is that photo, by the way? Signed baseball and some photos, and Alex himself got a signed bat and a signed hat. So, pretty cool stuff. 
I mean, maybe he should have held out for more, but uh, I'd say the Reds hooked him up. Yeah, this kid, I like this kid. He definitely let the team and let Ellie off the hook. That was not a lot of things, and it didn't cost them any money, which is awesome. But this is just a kid that went with his friends and had a great time at the game and was in the right place at the right time and didn't take advantage of the situation. So I want to give this kid all the credit because we know how nasty these things can be, how people will hold out for millions of dollars uh, for these balls. I mean, for a player like this, his first home run, this is something that's going to mean a lot. You know, it's the very first is one of the the, the few things that you actually will want to keep, you know, as, as long as you live that you can maybe pass on, you know, to your kids and your grandkids later on. So, you know, I love that he got the ball back. I don't know if I was this kid, though, I might have carved in his claws like I need Ellie to drive me and my date to the prom or something <laughs> like that. A little, I don't need her. I don't need to rob his bank account, but maybe something a little extra on top of just the generic ball and bat and photo. You know what I mean? All right, Mojo, we're just about out of time. Tomorrow we got a good one, though. AEW star Darby Allen just got an absolutely insane tattoo. This thing took Mojo about 50 hours to complete goes from his face all the way down to his hand. We're going to talk to Darby. We're going to ask him, you know, first of all, how bad did this thing hurt? And, and what was the most painful part? Like I said, it goes basically across half of his body tomorrow. Darby Allen's going to be great. Yeah, checking in with our AEW resident <laughs> should make for... The Bed Show Sensitive!